It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 20th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the NBA draft. Maybe not so much specific players, although we will discuss one player in particular. We'll talk about the Magic's overall draft strategy and and what they need to be looking for as what would be the NCAA tournament would have been going on at at this point, our last kind of data point before NBA teams really get involved in the draft process, of course. That's not happening, so I'll explain really what the Magic are kind of looking for, what I think they should be looking for uh, in the draft as, as this would normally be the time where we take a pause and, and really look at some of the prospects here. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great pod- podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. I work by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the latest on the NBA and, and, everything, and everything going on? You want to check out Locked On NBA? Want to Get the lowdown on your second favorite team or even the latest on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers signing Tom Brady. Check out Locked On Buccaneers. There's a Locked On podcast for you no matter if it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, or college too, as well as MLB. I forgot MLB there for, for a second. Even though sports are on hiatus, Locked On podcasts are still going mostly daily. I, I took yesterday off. I apologize. Um, we're going mostly daily still with great content on your favorite teams. So search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic have a type in the NBA draft. I think it's safe to say. Um, I I always go back to this one moment uh, at the end of the 2018 draft where we're sitting in the media room uh, waiting for Jeff Weltman to come downstairs and and discuss the picks that he made um, throughout the evening. And as he's Walking up to the podium, he kind of says under his breath, but very clearly where we all can hear, long draft, long players. Got a good chuckle, and it's, it's, it definitely still gets a chuckle. The Magic had just drafted Mo Bamba, who recorded the longest wingspan at the NBA Draft Combine. They took Melvin Frazier, a player who was known for his long wingspan, and Justin Jackson, who had the second longest wingspan among wing players at the NBA Draft Combine. Add in Jonathan Isaac, Wessel Wundu, and Chuma Okiki. And yes, the Magic do indeed have a type. They like long players. It is the archetype of what they want to build. It is something that they know they can't teach. They believe, it, it, it very much feels like, it believes they can teach shooting. They believe they can teach shooting. But what they can't teach is defensive ability, 
maybe not so much defensively, but the, the, the tools to be a great defender, and especially with the top-end picks that the Magic had, with guys like Jonathan Isaac, like Mo Bamba. They wanted those elite, potentially elite physical attributes because with those tools, players can ultimately be elite. The Magic certainly... Uh, you might argue have had a mixed bag on that strategy. Justin Jackson's been injured and, and still playing with the Lakeland Magic. He's not signed with the Orlando Magic uh, at any point. Um, Wessawundu has had a very nice and solid run with the with Orlando over the last three years. Uh, you know, a, a player that has taken on very important roles with this team and, and is very much a security blanket that I think the coaching staff really trusts when they need to go to him. Melvin Frazier had a fantastic run through the G League this year, um, but uh, has not cracked the the regular rotation. Jonathan Isaac, of course, has looked like an elite defensive player, making good on a lot of the promise that he had, but still an inconsistent shooter even three years into his career. And Mo Bamba has shown flashes, but has looked every bit very, very young. All in all, this draft strategy has, again, been a mixed bag. It's looked good in a lot of ways. It, it, it makes sense as a philosophical bent on what this team wants to be and what this team values and, and the way it hopes to lower its margin for error. But undoubtedly, too, this drafting strategy has left some flaws. I think a lot of fans wanted the Magic to go after Tyler Hero because of his shooting, but he had a negative wingspan. His wingspan was shorter than his height. And again, maybe the one thing you can't quite measure all the time is heart. Tyler Hero, certainly with the way he's played with the Miami Heat over the first 50 or 60 games, it definitely feels like his heart makes up for his lack of wingspan. He, he plays very, very hard, even if he will never be a, an ace defender. I'm not here to argue whether the Magic made the right choice taking Chuma Okiki over Tyler Hero. I think that there were several considerations that the Magic made when it came to Okiki. The first being, yes, I don't think the Magic wanted to actually use that draft pick. They wanted a deferred pick because their salary cap situation was such that they weren't going to have the room to stay under the tax if they signed Okiki and signed Vucevic and Ross. They, 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 they knew this already. And so deferring Okiki a year helped them a little bit, although I don't think that was the only motivation because I do think the Magic also believe Okiki is going to be a pretty solid player. And for sure, the Magic will have a rookie already in the fold when they open training camp. Whenever that is, I'm, we won't even get to that part. Whenever training camp opens for the 2020-2021 season, Chuma Okiki will be part of that camp and will be a rookie You know, going through the league for the first time, certainly recovering from the ACL injury that he tore almost a year ago now. So the Magic already have that guy in place. And you figure the hope, you would think, is that he would fill in some of Wessawundu's minutes because Wundu is probably going to be gone as a restricted free agent. I don't see any way around that. And so the one thing that I do think that the Magic need to focus on now, they've got several nice young players. They have young players that they want to build around. Aaron Gordon, at least for the time being, is solidly on the roster with Jonathan Isaac with him as the forwards. And Chumo Kiki, of course, coming off the bench. The Magic have Mo Bamba as a center they want to develop. Someone that has shown flashes of his potential. 
They've got Markel Fultz now, who is looking like a very strong point guard. And all these guys are under 25 years old at the moment. If you're counting at home, that is a center, a power forward, a small forward, and a point guard, leaving only one open position within the starting lineup for a young player to fill. You can already see by kind of drafting this way that it's beginning to look like, A, there's a direction the Magic are headed, and B, the Magic are an awfully young team still. I know a lot of people are frustrated with that the Magic haven't taken a step forward, but take a step back too and think, this is a really young team that's really outperforming a lot of things. and Outperforming themselves in a lot of ways. Orlando will certainly have to spend this offseason continuing to bolster the roster with some depth and adding some veterans. Nikola Vucevic likely still around, but we'll see. Holding down that starting center spot. They got Terrence Ross still coming off the bench to provide some shooting. But undoubtedly, too, this team has holes that it needs to fill. And frankly... Free agency isn't going to get it done. It's not that the Magic need to find a rookie who will contribute in a major way right off the bat, but they do need someone. They definitely need someone who can come in and play a role. And frankly, I think I've said this a million times. I've certainly said it online a million times. Every move the Magic make this offseason to make this team better has to be done with an eye on shooting especially if it, the wide assumption is that Evan Fournier will not be back next year. Um, well, you know, certainly there's contract considerations that, that we'll get into there. Everything for this Magic team has to be about shooting. They have to find shooting wherever they can and give themselves a real chance to add that missing element to their offense. It's, again, hard to say what's actually available in this draft, especially with where the Magic are, are picking. With the Magic picking at around 15, 16 in the draft again, finding high-quality role players is certainly tough. You're not going after stars at this point. If you could get a star, great. And I think that's what the Magic did with Chumo Kiki, by the way. I think they did take a kind of a big swing. And this draft, you know, I'm still diving in a little bit into... The draft class, I'll fully admit that, is kind of big. A lot of big wings. You know, Anthony Edwards at six foot five, uh, as as a shooting guard, is is you know is, is you know he's definitely a shooting guard, but he's he's a big shooting guard. Lamelo Ball is a six foot six point guard. Denny Avdia, Denny Avdia uh, the, the the Israeli kid. You've got centers and James Wiseman and Obi Topin and Onyeku Okongwu. There are players that do fit the Magic's eye here. There are players that they will certainly take a close look at. But at the end of the day, the Magic need to find someone who can contribute. Someone who can make a difference for this team fairly quickly. Someone who can maybe make a play and make a shot for himself. And someone who can hit from the outside. It is, again... Hard to find exactly what you want, especially when you're picking where the Magic are. It is hard to find exactly what you need. But that's kind of the task the Magic have to have. For sure, again, 
I expect the Magic to look very much for the skill that they're looking for. Not just the shooting, they want the length. They're going to try and find that guy. And while I don't think the Magic have to take a big cut, they need a single, they need a guy who can contribute fairly quickly if they can. They do need to get this draft pick right. And I can already tell you who a lot of fans are going to be looking at, certainly someone that I have been looking at, as the potential for the Orlando Magic to take in this draft. We're all doing our best to, to, to practice good social distancing right now. Obviously, it's on all of us to, to fight the coronavirus and, and, and slow, stop the spread and, 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 again, flatten the curve, so to speak. And, and, you know, we're all going to make a lot of sacrifices. Obviously, you walk around downtown Orlando these days at, at night and it is eerie. Thursday night and it is dead. It is quiet because everything is closed. Restaurant, you know, I was actually walking by, uh, you know, a, a, rest, a restaurant downtown that's usually packed when, when, I'm, leave, when I'm leaving my day job at, at around 1130 at night, because again, I'm a crazy person. Um, when I'm leaving my day job, it is usually packed to the brim, but I looked inside, not only are there only maybe two or three people in line to, to get food, but all the tables are pushed to the side because you can't eat at any restaurants right now. They're trying to limit the exposure for people. And so, yes. A big thing right now, if you're going to eat out or do anything, is to deliver, is to get delivery. And, you know, there's only really one, you know, there's really only one place you should go to make sure that you get whatever you need delivered, whether it's an early morning breakfast burrito or a 12-pack of beers uh, while you're you're watching your movie or, or, or enjoying your dinner. Sometimes you just need to have what you need delivered fast. And in this day and age, of course, everyone needs a little bit of that. And that's where Postmates come in. If you're like me, probably start to think, start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I'm actually thinking about that right now. I love food and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. And of course, that is pretty much the only way to get food at this point in time. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery to. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. And I don't have to worry about anything else because we're all practicing good social distancing right now. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. It's an incredible deal, especially right now. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNBA. Again, that's code LOCKEDONNBA. That's two N's in there for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. 
After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So, there is one player that, that you know, I fully admit I am still studying up on the players in this draft. Um, you know, when you know when I'm in the middle of the season, especially when we're in the middle of the playoff race, I have limited amount of time, and, and so I don't have the ability to watch all the college players. I'm familiar with many of the players at the top. I've watched a few of the players at the top. I've watched a few of the players in the middle, but not as closely as I would would have liked. And so, I'm going to be like a lot of you. I'm going to be playing a little bit of catch up on this draft process and and getting to know some of these players a little bit better. I'm going to be doing some studying over the course of the weekend. Actually, I should have a post for you uh, coming up here in the next, I'm hoping the next few days with, with some of my thoughts and early analysis on some of these players. I do want to share them with you when I can. The one player I, I have actually gotten to watch a little bit uh, and certainly has stood out to me in, in a very important way because I, I do think that he can really help and support the Orlando Magic. Uh, and that is someone that is frankly, very familiar to a lot of fans here in the state of Flores. And, and that's honestly one of the reasons why I watched him because I had to watch him a little bit for, for my job. And that is Florida State guard Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell saw his, his minutes bump up from 10.7 minutes per game to 28.8 minutes per game as he was a key part of Florida State winning the ACC this season, their first ever regular season ACC championship. Of course, the ACC tournament was canceled um, because of the coronavirus pandemic. This year, Devin Vassell averaged 12.7 points per game, shot 50, uh, shot sorry, 49% from the floor, including 41.5% from three on three and a half three-point field goal attempts. He added 5.1 rebounds per game, 1.6 assists per game, 1.4 steals per game, a block per game as well. This is a typical Florida State player. I mean, Leonard Hamilton uh, does a really good job finding guys who play his system, really get down and play defense really, really well, uh, and, and can kind of add, play, can plug and play a little bit offensively. Um, you know, he trusts his seniors and veteran guys to really carry the team offensively, but young guys like Vassell, just a sophomore, of course, tend to stick around as well. And Vassell is someone that really impressed me. Six foot six, 180-pound uh, shooting guard. He's someone that can spread the floor and make three-pointers. And, and of course, you know, uh, one thing that I do, do know pretty well, um, free throw percentage is usually a, a better indicator of three-point shooting than three-point field goal percentage in the college level. 73.8% free throw shooter. So still some room for improvement. But again, the, magic, the one thing the Magic do like to see is gradual improvement from upperclassmen. Shot 43.7% in limited minutes his freshman year. Shot 49% his sophomore year. Even with increased minutes, his efficiency got better. He was a more efficient player 
uh, coming out of this process. And Vassell is, you know, not the greatest athlete, I would say, but he can get up. He can play a little bit. And so that is, uh, is, is some, you know, is something that, that would definitely help him build up a little bit. Honestly, if you're the Magic, this is a kid that could have had a very big NCAA tournament. This is a guy who could be really, really good um, in those big moments and shoot up draft boards. And, and you know, maybe even in draft processes, if he, if he got a chance to go through workouts and interviews, could have been someone that shot up draft boards. Um, I, he is a really impressive kid. Is he a runaway, surefire hit in the NBA? I, I wouldn't say that. There's still a lot of work to do, work to do, and I think situation and role is going to matter for him. But this is someone that could certainly support and help this team. And thankfully, while I'm still kind of getting my thoughts around him and 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 trying to f- figure out a little bit more about him and whether he would fit fit the magic, I, I'd certainly need to go back and watch the tape. You do have someone that does do that. Adam Stanko of rejecting the screen um, is very much a draft draft guy. He he's he, he's certainly someone that studies these players and, and and thinks about how these players fit into the NBA landscape. And fortunately for us, he was on a recent episode of Locked On NBA to discuss uh, our Locked On NBA host poll of of the top players on, in the draft, as well as talk about where Devin Vassell fits into the NBA landscape. Well, I think Devin Vassell it's, is an interesting one at, at Florida State. I mean, he's six six guard, uh, has just a ton of potential. We see the explosiveness. He's a guy who didn't start at all for Florida State last year, uh, played 33 games, but didn't have a single start. So already you don't know what to expect coming into year two, although they were excited about him. And we haven't seen the crazy scoring numbers because there's balance on this, this Florida State team. But the, uh, the ability to defend uh, multiple positions is obviously huge. The athleticism, he's a guy that I think NBA scouts are looking at now as a guy who has, has serious potential that, you know, potential obviously rules a lot more over productivity, especially when you're playing with a balanced attack and, and FSU has had the season that they've had. Uh, what he can do defensively and his athletic ability, I think he's he's ripe to be uh, a candidate to move potentially into the lottery. That is definitely music to Magic fans' ears. Now, like like Adam said, there it definitely seems like. Vassell is someone who could rise on draft boards, and there's a lot of potential there. And, and of course, a lot hidden in Florida State because they do they have such a balanced attack. They are, they are a legitimately good team. They finished number four in the AP poll. And we're, you know, honestly, I, I would not have been surprised if they would have made a Final Four and potentially won a national championship with how well they played this year. Now, they've, they've had some duds, uh, you know, so I wouldn't say that that would have been a guaranteed thing. You know, I, I think the Florida Senate... Went a little far naming Florida State their national champions uh, earlier this week, but Vassell undoubtedly a, a really important part of that player that that picture. Um, you know, again, a solid defender as you would expect from Florida State. Uh, someone who who really fit in well with that team, and of course, I think his NBA future really depends 
on how well he shoots from beyond the arc. Like I said, we'll go into more of the draft over the coming weeks. Maybe that'll be our kind of Friday thing uh, during this hiatus. We'll talk a little bit about about the draft and and what the future of this Magic team looks like. I, I do think it is it is time to at least ponder a little bit about the future and and how where this team stands uh, moving forward. Uh, certainly, it feels like a mini off season right now. So I definitely want to get into that when we can. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we close shop, I do have to read this read this script, but um, it, it is important because you know this 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 is this is a chance to reach Magic fans just like you. If if you're a listener of this podcast, which which you obviously are, I, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Magic is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Magic fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Magic fans and a predominantly male audience, shout out to the girls out there, that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Well, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore and of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including our ranking of the top 10 games of the Orlando Magic season so far, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Again, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Be healthy, be safe, everyone. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.